Okay, hello guys and welcome to, I think it is the 14th episode of the Amin Command podcast. Hello everybody and welcome. Sitting opposite to me and today this is actually the first time we're doing a remote uh, video. podcast with video. Uh, we're, uh, we're trying it at least. Opposite to me yeah, sit, sitting is Jonas Bruns, former Secretary General of uh, the Carmon uh, Conference, wearing his Munica sweater. No, now that we got cameras, I should you know show it in the camera. Shout out to, to oh. Monica. <laughs> that sure anyone can see that because my camera setup is somewhat improvised. Um, we we sure will uh, share share you know images of that in social media. Um, but just to give you an idea, I got my phone connected to my laptop as a camera with an ultra short um, cable, and all of this was a crazy idea which seems to work so far by uh, the man sitting opposite to me on the virtual end, Mister Alex Carp, also Secretary General of a bunch of conferences. Uh, Namely, the ones I think in I was only one. Once. Yeah. I think it was only once that I was actually a secretary general. I hope that doesn't take away from our reputation here. No, but well. I, I always prefer to be like <laughs> the, the shadow SG. <laughs> All right, Alex, what, what do we have on our agenda today and why should people keep on listening? Oh, today's a good one. Uh, so we're going to catch people up quickly uh, on what's been happening on the Amin Command Slash Maimon side. And uh, then we're going to be talking about a hot, hot topic. Um, and that is how to be a great chair. Um, and that is nothing yep. to do with the fact that we're actually building uh, a software that chairs can use. But just generally, like, what does it take for you to be a great chair? And how maybe if you're preparing to be a chair for the first time or if you're just getting into it, what can you do to really provide an amazing experience for your delegates and like what is your job actually maybe we should start with that in a moment that's what, a good what, one what is the uh, role of a chair and, actually and and also let me stress that you know i read this question like there's two big questions on the um mu model united nations um reddit thread the, the number one is usually oh i'm a first timer a, a delegate and so we will prepare an episode down the road how to you know run your first uh time as a delegate how to succeed in there how to be confident that will come up in the opposite um, episodes to to come uh but today uh the other big question on the reddit thread we will address as alex said how to chair what's news on the um, how again? to chair um yeah, we're having a bit of yeah, delay. No, let's, I guess. Let's, let's begin with that. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's maybe it's with the video. I think the video is a bit delayed, um, but the audio is is live. Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna start with what's been happening on uh, my session. I mean, in command side, we had a crazy, crazy weekend uh, where we had six conferences uh, happening at the same time, which was that was really exciting. Right. So, so those were in Hong Kong, in Astana, Kazakhstan, in Geneva, Switzerland, in um, Edinburgh, Scotland, in Naples, Florida, and in which one did I miss? In Strasbourg, um, France. Strasbourg. Yeah, exactly. So that was really cool, especially wow. because uh, Strasbourg was um, um, a returning customer. Yes, the first, one of the first returning, if not the first, was it? Yeah. Uh, but that, I suppose, only comes down to them just holding two conferences uh, uh, a year from the looks of it. Um, That's right. So, um, but that, that made it a bit easier for them. But we also have obviously already agreed with St. Gallen that uh, things are going to be uh, exciting for their conference coming in, in November again. Um, so we're really looking forward to that. I, I hope we can be there in person, actually. 
So, so what, Alex? What happened during this uh, week then, and and what did we take away from it? Because I think there's one big improvement that people, um, you know, asked for, and that we have now already partially implemented. We hope. Are we talking about speed? We're talking about speed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So speed was honestly it was a bit of an issue, um, and generally our servers do scale, right? Like if we have more delegates, it's no problem. We can just add more power to it. Uh, or that's how it worked before. Um, and that was, that was it. Like we just, uh, we were thinking that that was enough to make sure that response times. So like whenever you do something in a main command, uh, it happens on the server as well. Uh, not, it primarily happens on a server. Um, that is obviously because everybody can log in and it sees the same thing. So it, everything has to happen like not just on your computer, but on the server as well. And um, the main difference, uh, what that means is that the server has to be really, really quick to like receive and and, and uh, work with the things that you're sending it. And then it, it, the server has to send that, those things and back as well as a confirmation. Um, so essentially so, if I click on like whatever France to, you know, if I click on France to add them to the generate speakers list, then yes, essentially send a message to the server being like add France to the GSL and the server will send back like an updated list. This is the people on the GSL and it will have France on it. And this should be as quick as possible, almost instant. Yep. Yeah. It, it should, should be pretty much instant. And so the, you don't normally see that, uh, whether or the fact that it, the server has to do that. You don't normally see that because we built in what we call optimistic updates in a lot of uh, parts. And I think I mentioned that to him before, which is a, you, your computer just assumes that the server is going to respond positively. Um, so you, the least speaker is already moved to the right slot on the list. Um, and then it, it's sort of there in a holding position until it gets a confirmation from the server. However, if the server takes too long to confirm that, yes, that's indeed the position of the country, the country is going to go back to the list, uh, or like the, the, the country list rather than the speaker's list. And then just going to hang out there. And then if eventually, though, the server does respond, um, it does uh, throw the country to the right slot. That was happening because the server was taking too long. And it's it was just hard for us to understand why exactly the server was taken so long, like why it was so slow. So so we switched to a different server, which now is the MyMun um, server technically. And we yep. did a test on, when was it? Uh, Saturday yep. afternoon um, yep. with with um, a lot of people that joined um, at this stage. Let me thank everyone who did, uh, which was terrific. Um, and just... You know, we essentially try to crash the server with sending as many messages as we possibly can in a <laughs> time as short as we can uh, in the chat. And, well, we didn't manage to crash the thing. Um, it, it did become somewhat uh, slow. Maybe we should tell people how we tried to crash it. Yeah, I mean, you shouldn't. You should Well, I mean, if, if you want to crash the thing, like, you know, I don't. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't manage anyway, no, so like, uh, good luck, yeah, it, It's pretty much, yeah, we didn't manage. So, exactly. It's pretty much crash-proof now. Um, so, this is really, really good. Uh, and we're looking forward to see, having next conferences coming up. We also, like, there's so many details that we found, like, last Sunday, then we sat down together, you and I, uh, and we made, we spent four yeah. hours making a list of tiny little improvements that... You know, you're not going to see like a big difference. Like it's not going to be like the login screen looks different, but 
in I think adding no, but it looks having them add up less glitchy. Yeah, everything just it should be like it should feel more polished uh, at the end of the day, and um, so it was interesting that Egan, for example, who obviously was with uh, Streamer and was one of the first people to use the conference app at all. And him now having used it at a conference and being like, actually, you know what? I felt a difference already. And that that's terrific, isn't it? I mean, you know, many people like in the feedback forms, um, when, when we see them filled out, um, again, thank you to everyone who's, who takes the time to, you know, um, share the feedback because that matters a lot. And, and just yesterday I compiled it all and, and made some statistical analysis out of that. Um, the generous sentiment I feel is that yes, it's good, but it's unpolished. There's still too many glitches. And um, in case you find some of those glitches, uh, feel free to also share them specifically um, because finding them and addressing them is not always the easiest. But we now have a big list of, I want to say, around about 50 or so um, small minor things, some of which were already worked on, some of which are yet to, uh, well, uh, you know, be addressed and um, just to, to, you know, polish it up further. Yeah, exactly. I think that's going to be a really big, big goal. And um, I think, yeah, like those things are often such small and minor things and it just takes a lot of diligence and going through and going through again and trying all the different things for us. And you as like a delegate are going to feel like, ah, oh, you know, or, or like a chair or whatever who's using it are going to feel like, oh, that's such an obvious and small thing. I'm not going to mention it to them. But oftentimes it is actually those small things. Oops, that wine. Ooh, la, la. Uh, not wine, obviously. It's just, uh, what is it? Um Juice, great water, great, great, great water. The <laughs> great water I'm having here. Um, it's been sending on my I, desk I for a couple water. of days. <laughs> I, I've got water too. There you go. Cheers. No, so yeah, if, if no, you see but, anything, but even if it's right. just a small thing, yeah, just let us know. All right. With those updates from the MEN command and uh, from the MIMON, and there's some great news. Um, as you might have uh, received our very ever first, that's not good English, um, Diplomatic Cables, which is um, our newsletter that we send out to, I reckon, around about 150,000 people from the MEN community on Thursday. And we're planning to do so starting from um, last Thursday. Uh, every second Thursday of the month. And yep. so that's going to be fun. Uh, and and it's supposed to just, yeah, it's, it's supposed to really just be mostly like lighthearted entertaining uh, entertainment. Some infos about international politics as well there, uh, and and let me be like a nugget of what's been happening in on, on the sort of product side as well. But it's mostly supposed to be like uh, nuggets and tidbits from the main community that are going to give you a bit, of a, a bit of a smile, a bit of a laugh, um, and, and go about your life a bit, a bit happier, really. And also share your feedback. If, if you have any, if you received the, the newsletter, if you liked it, if there's anything you feel that we should add or strike or something, um, really, I mean, this is not supposed to be like just, you know, us sending you something, but, you know, engaging in, in debate as this is what MEN to us is all about, I guess. 
Yeah, for sure. And like, if you have any ideas for like what might be a great meme to include next time or a great topic to cover uh, at uh, in the international relations or politics side, uh, feel free to, to let us know. Uh, and, and we're going to give you credit, of course. Um, and actually, the meme that you found there in the last newsletter, the first one, came from Sarah uh, Luna uh, uh, from uh, GIMON, actually, who, who produced that for at, during GIMON just the weekend before. Shout out. Shout out. Kudos, just in case you are listening. Anyway, uh, let's get into our like main topic of of this this episode, which is how to be an amazing chair. And this is. You know, having good chairs can be such a night and day difference for the delegates. And I think if you're a good chair, you're going to enjoy being a chair more for yourself as well. So, um, yeah, it really, yeah, I know it, it's important, uh, but the, I think one of the most important things is not to stress out about it. Maybe Jonas, you want to share how you usually approach chairing or being a chair? Right. So... I would, yeah, I would start by kind of defining a bit what the tasks of a chair are formally, and and then I would say that how this is lived and interpreted um, varies a lot, also across um, cultures, across MUN cultures, etc. Um, nonetheless, there are a few, I would say, no matter where you come from, universal. Uh, best practice things that just helps you, um, you, you know, manage the committee a little bit. Now, that being said, what is a chair? The chair, well, sometimes uh, referred to as chairman or chairwoman, is kind of like the, let's say, presiding officer or something, presiding over the procedures. Presiding is, is that a word? I don't know. It, it sounds fancy. Well, we've just made it one if it's not. Anyways, so you're like kind of, so to say, um, keeping track of the procedures, uh, making sure that, you know, uh, the procedures are adhered and followed and there's order and so on. But you don't have an opinion as of yourself in, in terms of the debate. You don't participate in the debate having, um, you know, a stance for or against a certain issue, but much rather you're supposed to be kind of the, the neutral voice um, that, you know, picks uh, speakers and, and makes sure um, speakers are chosen and, 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 you know, all this. But here's the thing. Technically, you're just like an administrator because who really decides is not the chair. Yeah, so this is, I think, something that I like to stress when I talk to people who are about to chair or, or also uh, to delegates who are getting into MUN. It, fundamentally, it's really a very democratic process um, and not a chair or like the president of the committee being determining determining what's happening or determining how people should act or behave or proceed. Really, it's always the delegates who determine what's happening and what's about to happen. And the chair really is only there to facilitate that um, and to make sure, well, uh, that's it, full stop, done. Now, because obviously we are working with an educational format um, and students, uh, be it high school or university level, don't necessarily always behave uh, like diplomats exactly. Um, the chair also in MUN has a bit of a role of, of like moderator. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so so that's uh, that's that that's part of the role, and I think 
So if it, I think this is the first step to be a great chair, understanding what your role is. And I think understanding that you're a facilitator, maybe a mentor to those people, that is the most important thing. Uh, and, and understanding that role rather than being the one who dictates procedures uh, in the committee or who, 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 who has to be strict about how things happen in a committee. Um, and that is also how I like to approach sharing in general, um, where um, I, yeah, I, I try to really focus on that role of, of, of allowing delegates to grow themselves and to not having, like the, the way not to have to enforce the rules of procedures is to like, by, 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 taking measures like making people do silly things right the way to really do that and to make sure people people do behave in a diplomatic sort of way is to set the right tone and set the right expectations um and if you set fundamentally an atmosphere an environment of of diplomacy as a chair if you ensure of that you yeah of respect and that you value those those values of diplomacy those those the the way you ideally have diplomats behave that if you value that and, and and really make delegates feel that and sense that, then they will them from them from their own on their own uh, themselves really act and, and and work in a way that that makes it really easy for you as a chair. Uh, if you are, however, a chair who is really like just sort of plowing forward and and oppressive almost, um, obviously um, then. Well, I, as a delegate, I would like to challenge you there. And and that's always what I did as a delegate. Um, actually, apologies to my chair when I was in Harvard Worldman um, for that successful appeal back then. But, you know, that stuff happens because the ultimate power is with the committee. They have the power to overturn your decisions if they with a two-thirds majority. Um, if they don't feel that is, you know, that, that you acted in, in their best interest. And so if, if the, if two thirds of the committee act against a measure, you took a decision you took, well then probably they have reason, a good reason to. So usually you shouldn't be appealed <laughs> against. Yeah. Um, that, that, you know, just from, from that end. But, but again, as Alex said, this is a bit, you know, there isn't, any right or wrong this is our experience and how we always approached it how you know we felt like we managed to to run committees successfully also for the the educational benefit of of the participants and all that um and and of course there's you know shades and and you know ranges yep um actually as we're talking about it when you trade for the first time how what was the experience like for you well, so I remember I I was in Heidelberg at a conference and and I saw um, the coach here there and um, I know um, I knew she was organizing the conference in Dresden, um, and so I just approached her, being like, "Hey, I thought that was pretty cool what you did, and um, I've never chaired before, but I would I would like to give it a shot. Um, how do I do it? You know, how do I start about it?" Um, and and I, can I get an opportunity to to chair maybe at at Dresden at Altmoon? And so I had chaired. Usually the best way for me, to, uh, you know, I felt like to get started is to start small, maybe um, in your local society, maybe have weekly debates or something. Um, maybe you can start as a co-chair, um, you know, there and, and approach those that that you know. Um, 
have have a you know more senior role in the society and then from there on maybe you can moderate as a chair a d- debate in the society and then when you go to conferences to me that's always the best way if you go to conferences and you talk to the chairs there um also you can ask them hey um i saw you did whatever this or you did that can you can you you know explain why you did that usually you wouldn't do that in the formal debate but maybe at the side at a lunch or something or in a coffee break um all chairs I've met, and and I can say that really for for all of them, um, they would they would be happy to you know share their feedback and and you know explain and guide people, um, and this way you can kind of you know grow into it and then maybe approach uh, those chairs. Usually, um, to my experience, the the more experienced chairs they they know where conferences are, they know who's organizing conferences, so usually they can help you in. Um, in your application process to to chair for the very first time at a conference, um, which 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 I felt well, I was lucky. I, I wouldn't recommend when you're chairing for the first time taking a huge committee. I wouldn't recommend that to anyone in general um, because I always felt those like <laughs> medium sized committees with like up to like fifty people. Uh, I felt the most you know rewarding in terms of the debate quality. Um, but if you take something like around 30 to 50 people for the very first time, that should be cool. Yeah. Like, but weren't you like nervous uh, about how to implement the rules of procedure and those oh, sorts yes, of things of when, you, when you first went in there? I think I, I never um, read rules of procedures more thoroughly than uh, when I was chairing for the very first time. And, you know, maybe, I, maybe that's an unlike me thing because I, tend to not prepare as good as I should. But back then, I remember I did, <laughs> um, you know. So so the key things, I, I think, is number one. Um, okay, you've now applied for your conference um, as a chair. You are accepted. So the first thing that you will come across is um, either topic selection or if the topic is already framed, um, writing a study guide. And it's, it's, it's work, but... Writing a good study guide um, will pay off later in the debate because the debate quality, well, while it's not solely dependent on the study guide, a good study guide can have implications on um, on the debate later on. Actually, Alex, let's uh, make an episode about how to write a good study guide because we could branch off into this a lot. <laughs> um, just in general. Yeah, yeah. Um, like the key things I always include in my study guides is number one, further reading. So there's so much like stuff you research and it would be such a waste to just, you know, throw it out the window once you're finished. So like include those sources and, you know, make sure that the study guide is just a starting point for people to, you know, start with their research. And the second thing usually I felt was good um, is defining a clear scope saying what's still part of the issue, what's not. So, the debate is not branching out indefinitely. And the third thing I would say is there's like questions a resolution should answer, which kind of goes hand in hand with the scope. So you can kind of, you know, give some first um, incentives um, into, into, you know, the topic, into the discussion and stuff. And you can then have, have case studies in there and, and all this, um, depending on, on how motivated you are. Okay, so now we have our study guide, the next thing we prepare. Then um, I'll hand it over to you any second. Would probably be rules of procedure and software, right? And and position papers. 
Lots of things. Yeah, I I want to just tag on to the study guide uh, thing yeah. there. Um, and uh, actually also to another point you made earlier, uh, like about four or five minutes ago. <laughs> um, so first, regarding the study guide, um, I, I always had a philosophy of not really writing a lot in a study guide, um, but rather just providing delegates with it, the, really, as you mentioned also in terms of further readings, but really making those further readings, quote unquote, the core of the study guide, right? Where I might write like a little half page introduction to the topic to keep everybody interested. So they have a rough outline of like what what's relevant within the topic. But then really I just provide them with like a more or less elaborate list of links, mostly resolutions from the UN or other international, uh, other bits of international law, um, where they can really look into that that sort of thing. Because I feel like actually reading resolutions and 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 and, and those kinds of documents prepares you better than anything else. Um, so really, I always mostly provided. Um, you know, this is a link to that resolution. That resolution is important because this only covers mostly that. Um, but so this is what I would write in my study guides, and, and I would really not write a lot more because I don't want people to actually study off a study guide. If you know what I mean, like no, I don't want them to just be able to I, read the I study guide and be like, "Oh, I, 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 I'm, I'm mostly prepared now." I will. I, I really want to make sure, like, if in my dream study guide, it would be absolutely useless if <laughs> if you read that uh, and only read that, you know, uh, for the conf- conference yep. because yeah, it, there's, there's really no point, uh, and that's also where. It's sort of the academic aspect in MEN comes to play, where it's like, oh, you have to quote yeah, quote things properly, and this is like a scientific paper. It's not. It's really not a scientific paper. It's like, it's okay. Obviously, there's people with different views here, but personally, I feel like it's really a, a study guide. It's just, it's it's just a prepara- preparatory document for um, some sort of like game, essentially, at the end of the day. So you don't have to like get. Here's, here's one thing I forgot actually. Go ahead. See, I was thinking one thing we forgot to mention um, should be like motivating people, uh, telling them why this topic matters, so people are intrinsically motivated to research more. Exactly, making it cool. Yeah, why it matters, why it's interesting, why it's exciting. That's really really good to include there. Uh, actually, yeah. Before we go on to preparing properly for being a chair, uh, when I first chaired. So I, I never chaired before in a club, and then I went to Carmo in 2014 and chaired this like 40 people committee, and I had a really good co-chair, uh, and I was way way too obsessed with being strict with the rules of procedure. So that was one thing I had to learn is sort of letting go also of the rules of procedure, uh, rules of procedures, and and not really counting every. Um, like every procedural vote to the last to the last vote, right? If you clearly saw, all right, there's a majority in favor, go. Or if you counted them and you the votes in favor were plenty, just go. Uh, don't vote to count votes against anymore. Um, and that's what I had gotten as feedback back then um, to just not be as strict about that. And that I struggled with that first, but obviously, yeah, that's the way to go because. Really, it's not about enforcing rules of procedure as much as it is about really providing the delegates with a great, uh, great experience. And and you don't do that if you spend like forever accounting votes. And I suppose that goes into I mean, command as well at the moment. Um, and one other thing I want oh, to mention oh. about my first time showing real quick is I was I wasn't sure like 
how, how to phrase all those things. Because chairs always seem to use those very specific phrases to like introduce procedural votes or or to when they wanted to have people on the speaker's list. And it almost felt like there was like a code to it or like an official list of phrases that chairs would use. And I wasn't sure whether I would have to learn those or things uh, or something like that, but I couldn't find anything anywhere back uh, or back, back then. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to, I'm just going to see what happens. But okay, guys, there is no list of phrases. Uh, let's see if there's a list of them. No, there is no official list because really you're just explaining. No, there's no official list, but we can prepare some stuff. But it would be stupid. Like, that <laughs> like I, I mean, imagine you would learn all those things like from the top of your head. Like that would make make the worst chair because you would just be like a talking head. You could like use a, Alexa as as like a chair. A robot. Yeah, you would be like a robot. You will not literally like have that idea. <laughs> all a chair is doing there is explaining what's happening, and obviously using the terms that are also used in the rules of procedure. Um, so, and, and that's when those things end up happening naturally to use a chair. So don't worry about it. Just explain to the delegates what's happening. And maybe that's also another point that's really good for chairs. Explain to delegates what's happening. People usually don't know what on earth is going on. Um, so really take your time, uh, especially, especially when you have a lot of beginners. Yeah. Uh, explain what's happening. Explain what a general speaker says is. Explain what a motion is. Explain how what you're doing at the moment fits into the general context of debate. Give them a sense for where they are and what they have to do. Um, that really helps as well. I don't know. Uh, but you were going to go into preparation, weren't you, Jonas? I was. Um, just one note, when you were talking about the strictness of enforcing, like, for example, procedural votes, uh, technically everyone has to vote in a procedural vote, but then, um, you know, it's a very technical thing. Um I remember one time when I was chairing um, a big committee, I felt like at one point, I, you know, especially early on, you want to be a bit, you know, stricter in how you do it. And then um, you can take it a bit more loose. So you can, you kind of like wake people up and, you know, some, like, I remember there's one time we had like a procedural vote and it just wouldn't work. Like it just wouldn't work that everyone voted, but I was like, okay, we're going to do this once. So we have it done right and everyone knows like how to do it in theory and and after that you can right. take it easy yeah. a little bit so so there's you know it, it always depends on the situation and and shit uh, and this stuff yeah um so um <laughs> on that note no but right we were talking about preparation and 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 yes we talked a lot about you know here and there but preparation the next thing would probably be Getting familiar with the uh, rules of procedure. Yes, we're all getting digital and yeah. stuff. But honestly, I would always do is if you're you know not familiar uh, too much with the ROPs with the rules of procedure, print them out. Um, maybe I'm sounding old school here, but it's just good. You can oh, yeah. highlight stuff. You can mark things. You can make some notes. You can uh, clarify things with the secretary general or the secretariat and stuff. I would always print out the uh, rules of procedure and have them with me all the time. Yeah, that's really, really valuable. Um, and generally also just having a stack of paper yep. uh, where you can scribble things, it helps a lot. It was more necessary. So if you're not sharing with a main command, obviously that's a lot more necessary because you have to take down motions on paper um, and all those things uh, if you want to be efficient. But it still really helps to just have uh, a bit of paper around um, that can that can help you do things. Um, and when we're talking about preparation, yeah, um, 
Let's let, let's talk about it. Um, obviously, if you want to share, you're going to be using some sort of software. Even if it's just a time on your iPhone, uh, you're going to be using some software. Uh, be sure to to know how it works um, and be sure to, to try it out. Um, and especially to be sure to try and cover all the different things that you will be doing with it. Um, and especially so even with Emmanuel Command, we try to be very intuitive. But when it comes to things like voting um, and amendments and all that sort of thing, that is just an inherently complex process. Uh, so be for yourself aware how you want to handle it um, and try it out and, and rehearse it in your head because if nothing's worse and I'm, 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 I'm speaking from experience here, uh, then getting to the amendment process and not being sure how you want to manage it, uh, having to make it up on the fly. Um, and that really helps your delegates as well. If you give them clear direction in that regard. Um, so yeah, clear direction, actually, that's, that's something, that's actually another piece of advice. And in that, all terms, you know, yeah. You know, with your delegates, but but also um, big, big, big thing to be clear about is how you manage, you know, how to, you know, work with your co-chair. Um, usually what we found, I think both of us very, very good there is that you kind of like have one kind of like managing and the other one kind of like talking and one being like software. Usually that's a very good split, I always felt. And then you can take turns uh, through the sessions. Yeah, maybe uh, you take the first session um, with the you know more talking stuff, and then the other person um, does all the whole like software stuff, and then usually that um, software person, I always felt it's good to do the motions there because um, then they can be collected through there. Um, with MEN command, then yes, I mean you can have it all um, have, have the delegates submit the motions through that. That works. Um, but having a clear line of communications like is, key, is key. <laughs> Yeah, so, so being clear about who does what amongst chairs, I feel like, especially the software thing, it's sort of, I mean, depends who you're chairing with, of, of course, like how clear and dynamic it is. If you have clear communication there, who's doing what is really good. But I felt like, especially in the last years, what's become a lot more important is um, communicating, like having one chair just communicating, chatting be it with organizers uh, or be it with delegates. Um, And so that's been sort of one thing that's become a lot more dominant. So if, uh, and especially if you have software like MUN Command, the conference app, where a lot of, a lot is automated in a way. Um, So it's, I think it's fairly easy to to just share verbally um, and, and also manage the software or quote unquote manage the software so that the other chair can then focus on outside communication, communication with the delegates uh, 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 directly. Um, or checking documents. Um, that's obviously also a big one, approving documents, that sort of thing. Um, so that's where you can really work hand in hand. Right. And then the last thing I think that comes up in the line of, you know, preparation for the conference um, is probably the position papers. Um Something not all of all people appreciate too much because it feels like homework a little bit. Um, for you as a delegate writing a position paper, um, yes, you, you have to you know sit down and write something. But I always felt like you know your position a lot better once you've like formally written stuff down, um, and it helps you later later on in, in lobbying. But also for chairs, um, it's you know. It's a great, actually, I always felt it's, it's a great opportunity to kind of get to know the positions and the, also the strength, in a sense, of the delegates, because you can sometimes sense 
It's, it's not like who's writing a good position paper is going to be a good delegate. That's not something that has to happen, but still like from the quality of position papers you do get, you can usually kind of get a sense of, let's say, the experience that people have and the, the research they have done and the, the ideas they want to pursue and, and those kinds of things. So, so based on that, you can maybe steer the committee a bit better and it's like a sneak peek, kind of into the into how the deployment uh, into the how the debate's going to run. Yep, um, uh, for sure. Um, that that's really really good. And another another thing I I I want to encourage Chase to do is is walk around, uh, especially when there's an unmoderated caucus, and talk to delegates really openly. Just talk to them. Uh, reach out to as many as you can, and not only when you feel like there's something wrong. But really try to to get involved and be part of them um, because that's when they will open up to and they will come to you and seek advice and and all those things and and that is really where you can show your experience and and just be be a human right um and 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 be kind and and yeah help 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 them become better yeah no that's absolutely right I, I, yeah that's a very good point. <laughs> And I mean, ultimately, okay. it's about having a good time, getting to know people and stuff, and and you know, absolutely, that's what this, you know, counts into. Yeah, it's it's mostly okay. about having a good time. Um, obviously, if you want to be the best chair uh, possible, you always uh, obviously have to check out MVN Command, the conference app. <laughs> no, uh, I don't think we have to promote the conference app anymore on this podcast because we spent hours and hours talking about it. Um, Anyway, um, I think this would be fun to be a conversation. So in case you have any thoughts uh, on what we've discussed here, uh, we'd love for you to reach out uh, at Emian Command on Instagram. Uh, it's where we probably have the most live interactions with 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 people. Um, feel free to reach out uh, if you want to get involved. Anywhere. Be anywhere. Uh, feel free to reach out. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to engage in a conversation. I'm sure there's several points that we missed here. Um, and you can get into surely a lot more detail and uh, maybe even discussing the study guides is, is a whole different discussion, even though we've gotten into it for a couple of minutes there. Um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. And um, I think with that, we can wrap it up, shall we? Let's do it. Well, I guess because together we're excited to debate. Better. And I hope that wasn't too horrible with the lag that we're having now. <laughs> I think that was definitely the longest break we ever had <laughs> between that. I don't know. For me, it was seamless. There was no break. So it will be interesting to see how, how it is when we export all the video and the audio. Anyway, well, command we'll this. I will give our best. Command this.